Welcome to Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy, and we've got plenty of room in the Earth Church here today. Come on in. You know, sometimes you just want to be an activist that is effective and, and brave, and you just want to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to break the trance. Tomato soup. Himalayan floods, the women's international chanting dance, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to break the trance, invade Chase Bank, fall in love, a hundred million walking, wanting a chance, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to break that trance, the riddle of our time, what the hell, watch the earth burn, on a screen in our hands? My check, my check, my check, my check. We're here, we're here at the Egyptian consulate, at the Egyptian consulate in New York City, in New York City, in the shadow of the United Nations, in the shadow of the United Nations, to call on the Egyptian government, to call on the Egyptian government, to release Allah, to release Allah. Here just a few days. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to break the trance. Tomato soup, the rapist in your path. Mashed potatoes flying through the air into the Monet. The food fight for the earth. And the international chant dance by the women who are liberating all of us. All of that is coming from the human side, the human side of things. Meanwhile, from the earth, we have expressions like the melting of the Himalayan mountains, the slowing down of the jet streams and the great ocean currents. Oh my God, what does that mean? The earth is saying that it's adjusting to man and that adjustment will be a whole system or all the systems changing. Scientists sitting at our tables with computer models, they're in a state of shock. Breaking the gaze of the consumer, the tourist, the passive citizen of the world. Well, those people believe that the Earth's beauty is a fixed thing, that it will always be there. The Earth is taking the oceans and mountains back, taking all those beautiful things back. And the activists break the gaze with the Earth. On the human side, the activists are breaking the gaze we have at that Van Gogh sunflowers, at that Monet lilies, 
Hundreds of thousands of women pouring into the plazas of capital cities are breaking our gaze at the sculpted gods and those big bronze generals on gigantic horses. The Eiffel Tower, the pillared fronts of great government buildings. These constructions are created to hold us, control us, keep us passive. And they have done that for centuries to tend to the earth. We had to break our traditional relationship with those big old institutions. And the earth made us do it. And the radical earth lovers, they made us do it. And Greenland and the Himalayas and the food flying at the Van Goghs and the Monets, they made us change. Suddenly we awake. The trance is broken. We're free. We're free. Do you feel what I'm feeling? I was a 
difference now so broken so addicted to bad ideas and the drugs and all the beauty in this world I know oh, I have grown older and graver the beauty of the world remains ever young was known as a monster I was a prince now so broken so Friendship Society, a community born in the punk movement. This band was the, the expression of this Friendship Society. Recently, they gathered at St. Anne's Church here in Brooklyn, and I was, I was not absent from the proceedings. We were honoring Jack's life, thinking of our own lives. How the initial impulse of punk couldn't be more important today for breaking the trance. Yeah. 
Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. The United Nations Climate Change Conference begins in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt this week. The meeting comprises the 27th session of the Conference of the Parties and is known as COP27. Delegates traveling to Egypt for the climate summit have expressed concerns that government restrictions on public gatherings will prevent attendees from protesting. At COP26 in Glasgow, Scotland last year, some 100,000 people participated in a march calling for urgent action on the climate crisis, a number that would be unthinkable anywhere in Egypt, but particularly on the heavily secured Sinai Peninsula. Rules surrounding public gatherings in Egypt where mass street protests helped push out the government of President Hosni Mubarak in 2011 are so strict that demonstrations are essentially non-existent. A new native bee species with a dog-like snout has been discovered in the Perth bushland. Dr. Kit Pendergrast from the Curtin School of Molecular and Life Sciences has named the new species after her pet dog, Zephyr, after noticing a protruding part of the insect's face looks similar to a dog's snout. The Leoproctus Zephyr has a highly restricted distribution, occurring only in seven locations. Glyphosate exposure during pregnancy is linked to lower birth weights for babies. Lower birth weights are associated with multiple health problems later in life, from diabetes to heart problems. In a new study published earlier this month, the research team also found that mothers with high-risk pregnancies who had higher glyphosate levels in their urine during the first trimester were also more likely to have babies admitted to neonatal intensive care units. In an earlier study, scientists found glyphosate present in 94% of expecting mothers. Glyphosate is the most commonly used pesticide in the world. More than 200 elephants and hundreds of zebras and gnus have died in Kenya's worst drought in four decades. The crisis has affected nearly half of Kenya's regions and at least 4 million out of its 50 million people. Four consecutive rainy seasons have failed in Kenya, Somalia, and Ethiopia and millions across the Horn of Africa have been driven into extreme hunger. More than 1.5 million cattle have died in Kenya alone. Five popular tampon brands, including two advertised as organic, have detectable levels of fluorine, an indicator of the group of chemicals known as PFAS. Fluorine is a strong indicator of forever chemicals, which have been linked to everything from cancer to birth defects to lower vaccine effectiveness. PFAS are just one of the possible harmful pollutants in tampons, as previous studies have found endocrine-disrupting chemicals like phthalates and bisphenol A, commonly known as BPA, in tampons. PFAS have also been found in dental floss. Across the United States, birth weights have declined as rates of natural gas production have increased. While previous studies linked increases in fracking and natural gas production to lower birth weights in high-producing states like Texas and Pennsylvania, this is the first to examine associations across all states where extraction occurs. The study found that every 10% increase in natural gas development in U.S. counties is associated with a corresponding decrease in average birth weight of 1.48 grams. Among women of color, the impact was more significant. With every 10% increase in natural gas production, Asian babies' average birth weight decreased by 2.76 grams, and black babies' average birth weight decreased by 10.19 grams. Racially segregated communities in the United States are exposed to airborne toxic metals at a rate that's nearly 10 times higher than more integrated areas. 
Highly segregated locations were exposed to two times the degree of total air pollution of well-integrated communities. It has long been known that communities of colors bear a disproportionate burden of pollution. But this study puts a finer point on it, documenting that people in segregated communities breathe much higher levels of certain toxic heavy metals. In highly segregated counties, the average mass proportion of all fine particulate metals associated with human-caused emissions was 3 to 12 times higher. Toxic particulate metal concentrations from human activities were on average 30 to 70% higher in highly segregated counties than moderately segregated counties and 5 to 20 times higher in highly segregated counties compared with well-integrated counties. The study also found that the mean concentrations of lead in highly segregated counties were five times higher than in well-integrated ones. Lead has been known to cause brain and kidney damage as well as to harm unborn children during periods of long-term exposure. Iron was also three times more prevalent in highly segregated counties than well-integrated ones. If you put the world's fences end-to-end, they would stretch at least as far as the distance between the earth and the sun much farther than the length of the world's combined roads. And they're proliferating very rapidly, with new fences added much more frequently than old ones deteriorate or are taken down. One dose of a monoclonal antibody drug safely protected healthy, non-pregnant adults from malaria infection during an intense six-month malaria season in Mali. The antibody was up to 88.2% effective at preventing infection over a 24-week period, demonstrating for the first time that a monoclonal antibody can prevent malaria infection in an endemic region. Coffee inhibits COVID infection in the laboratory. An international team has found that the chemical compound chlorogenic acid, which is found in coffee, inhibits by a factor of 50 the interaction between the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein of the coronavirus and the ACE2 receptor the docking site for the virus on the human cell. A regular cup of filter coffee contains about 100 milligrams of chlorogenic acid. Experiments in the laboratory showed the chlorogenic acid in this concentration is high enough to prevent the docking of the spike protein to the ACE2 receptor and therefore also inhibit the infection process. On January 15, 2022, Hunga Tonga, Hunga Ha'ape, a submarine volcano in the Tongan archipelago in the southern Pacific Ocean violently erupted. The explosion was one of the most powerful ever observed, sending shockwaves around the world and triggering devastating tsunamis that left thousands homeless. A towering column of ash and water was ejected into the atmosphere. Using images captured by satellites, researchers have confirmed that the eruption produced the highest ever recorded volcanic plume. The colossal eruption is also the first to have been directly observed to have broken through to the mesosphere layer of the atmosphere. And now, the sounds of extinction. A new species of owl has just been described from Principe Island, part of the Democratic Republic of Sao Tome and Principe in Central Africa. Scientists were first able to confirm its presence in 2016, although testimonies from local people suggesting its existence could be traced back as far as 1928. The bird is now officially known as the Principe Scops Owl. The Principe Scops Owl is found only in the remaining old-growth native forest of Principe in the uninhabited southern part of the island. There, it occupies an area of about 15 square kilometers, apparently due to a preference for lower elevations. 
In this small area, about four times the size of New York City's Central Park, the densities of the owl are relatively high, with the population estimated at around 1,000 to 1,500 individuals. Because all individuals of the species occur in this single and very small location, of which a part will soon be affected by the construction of a small hydroelectric dam, researchers have proposed that the species should be classified as critically endangered, the highest threat level on the international red list. And here, the very first and only recording of the Principe Scops owl. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to break the trance. Driving in the car in the country, we've all done this. We whiz by a billboard, large billboard, you know, 15 feet high, 40 feet long, and it's set back in a forest, and like big orange letters are selling us some resort in some little town in the, down the road, or, or McDonald's or an abortion damnation message. And we go by at 80 miles an hour, and we get the message from the middle of that forest. All the rocks and trees and high points and everything's been cleared away, making this dead, empty fan shape so that the billboard can catch our eye. And I feel as I drive by sometimes almost as if the message, the shouting, the tall orange letters, they have cut down with their ballistic force. They have cut down the trees. That's the story of America, the infinitely complex body of nature up against the irreducibly simple, stupid throw weight of the sail. Now I'd like to point out that the forest, the forest around that billboard and that fan-shaped emptiness, it can't be measured, turned into information or data. It's deeply mysterious, deeply alive. And in a moment, it will take over everything. That forest will come back. Very soon, it'll take the highway too. Break it all up and we'll all return to the natural world. We know that. The immeasurable body of the earth will take us. And now it is brought home to us in a special way, that vast, unknowable, natural world as it rises in tumult everywhere. The earth is in an uprising. And our reports on, on this uh, reality of this uprising, uh, 
in body counts and wind speed and sea rise in, in feet and yards, temperature in degrees. It's, it's almost comic how incomplete that picture is. And then there's the immeasurable nature that is the human species. We are deeply mysterious. We are the Earth. We forget that. And like that forest, we're cut and burnt and bulldozed to make way for the language of the big sale. The messaging of products wraps our brains with its blunt force thousands of times a day. But we, we, we are immeasurable, infinitely complex, made of the natural world, and then used by the big old institutions. They see a profit center in us. But we can turn to Greenland, the Himalayas. We can turn to the food flying through the air, hitting the Van Gogh and the Monet. We can turn, we can turn and sing against the rapist in our way. And we can slalom through the political hate and find what is really, really happening. And suddenly we can turn and face 30,000 women singing a song in unison with emphatic self-defense gestures, with the Eiffel Tower rising behind them, with the, with the mountains of Rio rising behind them, the trance that we have been in, the consensual hypnosis of macho consumerism is breaking down. The radical women and the earth lovers are breaking the trance. And we are so grateful. Earthalooyah. Time to say goodbye. We've got to say Allah Abdah El Fatah. Um, now, in over 200 days of his, his hunger strike in Sisi's prison in Egypt, will go off uh, water completely on the first day of COP27, and death is looming there. Unbelievable that the conference is taking place in a police state. Human rights and earth rights are the same thing. But now that the United Nations has made this unfortunate choice, well now, let's get those tens of thousands of people that CeCe's detaining out of prison. Moving on, much thanks to the World Inferno Friendship Society for this song addicted to bad ideas. Jack Terrycloth, who passed away um, recently, the vocalist, writer, and leader of the culture of the society that grew up out of the punk revolution and the people have stayed together through the years 
bonding and inspired by this band, uh, this wonderful song. One example, but there. Look up that 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 music. That is how Jack lives on in our hearts. A new spirit among us. Well, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to break the trance. We dedicate ourselves. Here we have our Sunday church service coming up, the Earth Church, Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. here in New York. You might follow, follow it on live stream. You can find the information on RevBilly.com. And so, on behalf of our community, I'm saying goodbye and let's say it together. Earth, hallelujah. Hallelujah.